today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. Give us ears to hear your truth and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw. Work in me your good pleasure, your good pleasure, that my life would honor you, that my life would be a testimony of the reality of Jesus Christ. You see, the people of Israel, God called them. He says, you are absolutely nothing among the nations. I didn't call you because you were so great. I called you because you were so little in order that my glory might be seen through you to the nations around you. God chose Israel not because they were great and powerful, but because they were little. In this way, God's power would be evident to all the nations. Throughout the story of Joshua, we hear repeatedly the words, Be strong and courageous, and do not fear, because the Lord your God is with you. In today's message, we will learn with Pastor David that, as with Joshua, God is always with us. And that's why we are strong. That's why we have nothing to fear. It's His power in us, so we can be a living testimony of the glory of Jesus. Now here's Pastor David with today's message entitled, Joshua Intro, Part 1. that is in your personal vocabulary and not just in saying it but in the reality of doing it how much do you see in your life of self-sacrifice and self-denial Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? The call of every believer is the call of obedience and the call of a spirit-filled life. Not to live in the wilderness but to press on in Christ, to grow in Christ, to mature in Christ, not just to get old as a Christian. There's a world of difference between maturity and just getting old. On Tuesday morning, the men or men's breakfast, we've been doing a study on the obedience of the Christian life and Well, it's been really pointed for those of us that have been there. You know, it's just Vic does a real good job at uh, kind of laying things right out there and getting our attention on it. This last week, he was primarily zeroing in on the book of James in chapter 2. And in chapter 2, James writes these words. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Now, that's a tricky question. 
if you really stop and think about it, you say, yeah, well, of course. For by grace you are saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are saved by faith. But James asks this very pointed question. Can just faith save you? Well, listen to what he says. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, depart in peace, be warned, be filled. But you do not give him the things which are needed for his body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is sick. No, that's not what it says. It's dead. Dead faith, not living faith. He goes on in verse 18, he says, but someone will say, well, you have faith and I have works. You show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. And then he really gets to the deal in verse 19. You believe that there is one God? Ooh, you're doing really nice. But you got to understand, even the demons believe and they tremble. I believe in Jesus. I just don't let it impact my life. I believe in Jesus. But I still like, you know, having fun with the guys going out and doing this. Oh, I believe in Jesus. But there's absolutely no relationship there. That's what James is saying. Is that as a believer, there needs to be a difference in our life. Otherwise, we're lying to ourselves. To say, yes, I am a Christian. Really? Is there something going on between you And Jesus, is there a relationship that's going on there? Some of you are on Facebook. You notice that we just celebrated our 43rd anniversary uh, as husband and wife. All the applause goes to my wife. Uh, She's very patient. Now, we've been married for 43 years. Why that seems to be a big deal is a real shame. Okay. It really is. I wear a ring. I like wearing my ring. I like the fact that we have matching rings. But you know what? My ring doesn't make me married. It's just a symbol that, hey, I am married. But if we were married for 43 years, and let's say I talked to her last Christmas. We had kind of a family get-together, and Oh, uh, man, when I was really struggling, I called her up and we chatted for a while. Really, what kind of a marriage would that be? If the only time that we saw each other was when there was a desperate need in our lives, or, hey, she fixes me dinner in the evenings. Hey, I love being with her. She fixes me dinner in the evenings. Is that really a relationship? Not really. Not really. But how many people who say that they are believers? That is the relationship that they have with Christ. I call him when I'm in trouble. Thank you for the food. It's really good food. Thank you for my job. But there's no ongoing relationship. You see, when we look at the book of Joshua, and when we look at our Christian lives that way, I think we can all probably say, with the disciples, 
as they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Because you know what? I stumble at times and I'm not always in communication and I'm not always obedient and there's a lot of times I'm just flat out disobedient. Can I really be saved in the midst of that? Jesus looked at them and said, with men it's impossible. It is impossible for you and I to live the kind of life that we need to live, that we ought to be living. It's just flat out impossible. But with God... All things are possible. God can work in you and I, in our failings, in our struggles. He'll correct us if we're his in our disobedience. And if he's not correcting you in your disobedience, then maybe you need to check and see if there really is a relationship because a loving father disciplines his children. And if he's not disciplining and you continue to run away from him, you continue to be disobedient, then maybe you'd need to find out, really, if he is your father. All of our hope is, Lord, work in me your good pleasure, your good pleasure, that my life would honor you, that my life would be a testimony of the reality of Jesus Christ. You see the people of Israel. God called them. He says you are absolutely nothing. Among the nations. I didn't call you because you were so great. I called you because you were so little. In order that my glory. Might be seen through you. To the nations. Around you. Let me ask you. And yeah take it personal. Okay. Take it real personal. Is Christ seen through you to the world that you come in contact with on a daily basis? Is Christ seen through you, through a spouse, to children, to business associates, to neighbors, to the grocery clerk, to the waiter at the restaurant, to the world around you? Is Christ seen through you? Israel was called to be, in essence, the light of the Gentiles. That again, they would see the reality of Jehovah in the life of Israel. Does the world see the reality of Jesus? That there really is a Jesus. That there really truly is a Jesus in your life. I think that's why one of the repeated things that we read, it's in the closing passages of Deuteronomy, and it's also in the beginning of Joshua. It's the words of Moses to the people. It's the words of Moses to Joshua. It's the words of the Lord God to Joshua. And it's even the words of the people to Joshua, and then finally to Joshua to the people. It's those words that say, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Because it is a battle. It is a battle before us to live as men and women and young people of God to a lost and dying world, to a world that's getting ever darker and ever more wicked, to be able to stand and to be that light and to be that reflection of glory 
to so much evil that's around us. Look with me. Get into your Bibles. Go to the book of Joshua. Turn left. Okay? Go to Deuteronomy chapter 31. I don't have time to read all of it to you, but I like what it says there. Deuteronomy chapter 31, starting in verse 1. This is the end of Moses' life, the end of Moses' ministry. He's getting ready to turn things over to Joshua. It says, Then Moses went and spoke these words to all of Israel. And he said to them, I'm 120 years old today, and I can no longer go out and come in. And also the Lord has said to me, You shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy those nations from before you, and you shall dispose of them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every commandment that I have commanded you. And then he says to the people, Moses saying to the people, he says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God. He is the one who goes before you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Just like the words of Christ, I'll never leave you and never forsake you. The very promise and the hope that we have, that our God is with us against every battle. Then he goes on, then Moses called Joshua. So Moses encourages the people, hey, be strong, be of good courage, don't fear. God's going to go before you. God's going to dispose of them. God's going to defeat your enemies. Be strong, be of good courage. Then he calls their leader. Okay, this guy's going to lead them. You've got to see a little bit of a humor in the midst of this. Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to your fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So even the leader, even their captain needed to be encouraged. Every one of us need encouragement. There's not a one of us. I don't care if you've been a believer for 20 years and your life is filled with the things of the Lord and you're doing well in your life. We all need encouragement. Encouragement to know, yes, the Lord is strong. He is our deliverer. I don't need to fear. Why? Because the enemy and my own flesh continually bringing in fear. Continually. It's those little tricks of the enemy that he can find. Because, you know what? Our mind, we fill in all the blanks, don't we? If we don't have the answer, we fill in the blanks. And usually we fill it in in the worst of ways. Oh, my goodness. What would happen if, and then, you know, we just start going down. We need, again, be strong, be of good courage. Look with me a little bit later down, uh, still in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse uh, 22. Let's jump down there. Now, Moses tells Joshua that, hey, by the way, this people that you're going to bring over there, they're going to rebel. They're going to be, you know, undisciplined. They're, they're going to do all this kind of stuff. But then he writes in verse 22, Therefore, Moses wrote a song the same day, taught it to the children of Israel. But then verse 23, 
And he inaugurated Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and of good courage, for you shall bring the children of Israel into the land of which I swore to them, and I will be with you. That's not Moses, that's the Lord saying these things to Joshua. The Lord again. So we had Moses speaking to the people, Moses speaking to Joshua, now the Lord God speaking to Joshua and encouraging him on that. Now turn over to the book of Joshua. Remember the one that we're in right now. In chapter 1, in chapter 1, again, the encouragement of God toward Joshua. Up uh, Chapter 1, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God is giving him that encouragement. No man is going to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. And here it comes again. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded. You don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper where you go. And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do it according to all that's written in it. Then for then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Again, God's bringing that encouragement. And then the final word of encouragement to Joshua comes from the people. Chapter 1, verse 16. All the people answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. That that would cause you to want to check, you know, maybe I want to do something different. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. They said, whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. The last one, Joshua to the people. Turn to chapter 10. It's after a great Battle. This is the one where the sun stands still. They fight against the Amorite kings. Five of the kings go and hide out in a cave. And after the battle is all over, Joshua calls for those five kings to come out. And I love the word picture that we see in all of this. Verse 24, so it was when they brought out those kings to Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the captains of the men of war who went with him, Come near and put your feet on the necks of these kings. These were the kings that they were so fearful of. The kings that had come against them and done damage to them. And now Joshua is saying, no, you come. I've got these guys down here. You put your feet on the very necks of these kings. And they drew near and put their feet on their necks. And then Joshua said to them, do not 
be afraid nor dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterwards Joshua struck them and killed them and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging on the trees until evening. Joshua was giving them a beautiful word picture. The might and the power of God for all the enemies that were going to be before them. He says, be strong, be of good courage. This is what God is going to do to everyone that comes against you. He was mighty and strong to deliver these five kings. He'll be mighty and strong to deliver all of the others. Be strong, be of good courage. We walk in fear, gang, because we feel we're either isolated or that no one else deals with the same battles that we deal with. We need to be strong and be of good courage. For we go with a group of people. There is a body of believers here that we need to stand together with. Many times as believers, we hunker down in fear, unable to move because we don't have the strength to fight anymore. We've been beat up so bad, we can't hardly raise our head. Well, God tells us, he says, be strong, be of good courage, for I am with you. Has God not commanded you? To be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The enemy is real. The walls of bondage in some people's lives is real. Strongholds are real in people's lives. The giants of the land are real. And anyone who says that they're not, they're a liar. They're a liar. Because many of you here right now tonight, you can testify, you've broken through those things, you've gotten victory, or maybe right now you're in the very midst of those things in your life. But our God has called us into the land. It's the Lord God of all creation who has said to us that we should press forward in His might and in His strength. And just as Joshua cut the heads off of these five kings, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Be strong and be of good courage, for thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. If he is the same God yesterday, he is the same God today, and he will be the same God tomorrow. The difference comes in what we're willing to trust into his care, what we're willing to surrender into his care. If I hold it to myself, I never get victory. I never see the promise of God in my life. But when I, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him and in His presence daily live. When you and I get that mindset and continually walk in that mindset, that's when we see the victories over the giants. We see the walls tumbling down. We see the strongholds broken. We start walking in that land of promise, flowing with milk and honey. We see the joy of the Lord in our lives, and we can present the very essence of Christ to a world that's lost and dying all around us. Open our hearts, change us from within. 
hope that today's edition of The Open Word has been a blessing to you. If you live in the Casa Grande, Arizona area, we want to invite you to join us for worship. The messages that you hear on The Open Word are produced from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande. Maybe the teaching you heard is exactly what you were looking for in a church. Then please join us. We have services on Saturday evenings and two Sunday morning worship services, as well as other services throughout the week. For more information about service times, including driving directions, log on to theopenword.com and then follow the link to the church website. Now here's Tracy with some more important information about how you can help support The Open Word. Radio programs like The Open Word are wonderful tools that God uses to advance His kingdom here on earth. And as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. Today's broadcast was professionally produced, and God has given us a vision to see The Open Word expand into other parts of the world. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting The Open Word? Log on to TheOpenWord.com and simply click on the support option to help us continue to grow. Thanks, Tracy. From all of us here with the production team, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God richly bless you.